Hey, Life Group leaders and hosts, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving week and are looking forward to jumping back into Galatians chapter 3. Uh, this is week 12 leader guide, and your icebreaker question is, what is your strongest sense? Your group members can interpret this question in a variety of ways. In one sense, it can be interpreted as a natural sense of taste, smell, etc., or a sense of direction, character, etc. No matter how you see it, I sense that you'll have a great time learning about one another in this way. You'll also have a chance to talk about one's sense of discernment in our discussion tonight. So the answers in this icebreaker have the potential to circle back around. All right, so after your icebreaker question, go ahead and pray and then read the passage in Galatians 3 verses 1 through 5. You can ask the general question of what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon to get things started. And then question two is this, in what ways does Paul correct the Galatians to exalt the role of the Holy Spirit as higher than that of our works? This question will allow your group to see how Paul repositions the priorities of the Galatians so they can see the gospel more clearly. Paul's questions to the Galatian church were rhetorical inquiries meant to help them think through the reality of their actions. There were compromises that they made that were contrary to the gospel of Christ. Paul's questions bring them back on track, and much of the correction they needed was linked to a proper vision and understanding of Christ and the Holy Spirit in their lives. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, they received salvation and everything they needed for life and godliness. The gospel gave them a purpose and reasons to make sacrifices for the sake of Christ. And through the Holy Spirit, they can trust in God for the things that they hope for and cannot see. It's faith. Paul's exaltation of the Holy Spirit reminds believers that our works cannot save us, no matter how we slice it. And accepting these truths changes how we choose to live, devoting ourselves to Christ rather than to ourselves. If you would like to go deeper with this question, you could simply put out uh, this question that asks which of Paul's questions in verses 1 through 5 resonates with you the most and why. So some of your group members may relate more specifically to one of the questions or another different things that Paul brings up. So take a moment to review the text and the truths that Paul refers to in each one of his rhetorical questions to the church. Um, There's one in each verses two through five that are listed in your printed leader guide and also just straight in the text. Okay, question three. Is there anything in your life that can distract you from or blur your vision of the person and work of Christ? So the goal of this question is to help your group members identify specific ways within their current rhythms of life that they are swayed from the gospel. Paul asks these rhetorical questions again in order to help the Galatians reorient themselves back to the light and the truth of the gospel. He had to ask them these questions because they had made compromises and started living in a way that was contrary to the ways believers should be living. Now, just as Paul asked the Galatians these questions, we have the opportunity to ask ourselves these same questions and consider if there's any way in which we've been distracted or allowed our vision of the gospel to be blurred. For some, certain emotions or misconceptions about their circumstances may cause them to be disoriented towards the gospel. Others may have fallen out of the practice of certain disciplines that used to keep them connected more strongly to God. Whatever the case may be, encourage your group to think critically about how this applies to their life. This opportunity for confession among your group needs to be handled carefully. It may be a good idea to encourage your group members to maybe write down their answers before sharing them. 
It'll also be important not to pressure anyone to share their answer to this question, but to simply give them the option uh, that's most comfortable for them. So you could choose to answer this question in pairs rather than the whole group listening, for example. It could be also very beneficial to pray over these reflections in your prayer time. Okay, question four. How do you discern skewed theology in yourself or a friend? What does the gift of discernment add to your relationship with God and others? The purpose of this question is to help group members to think about how bad theology affects not only themselves, but also their Christian community. Discerning skewed theology in yourself or in a friend requires you to first be in community to see it, in communion with the Lord and with his church. God is the one who reveals truth to us through his word, his Holy Spirit, and through other believers around us. Discernment allows the believer to have insight and good judgment when it comes to making spiritual assessments of oneself or of others. Discernment can be a spiritual gift, but it can also be a discipline that's practiced and honed over time. For example, the more you read scripture, the more truth you have in your mind and heart with which to discern against lies you may hear. As you continue to spend time with strong believers and discuss God's word together, you can strengthen your sense of discernment in relation to spiritual matters. Question five, is there anyone that's either inside or outside of your life group that the Holy Spirit has put on your mind with which to discuss further or pray over any of these truths from Galatians 3? The goal is for your group to think about who they might be able to continue this conversation with, quite simply. Oftentimes, we end the conversation with the group meeting. However, this is a chance to really encourage your group to think about the truths they've learned and to share them with somebody else. This may be a new experience for some in your group, so be sure to talk through any questions they have. Uh, You may even discuss some potential scenarios or specific conversations that they may engage in. Remind your group that it's the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. Be prepared with your own answer that you can share to get things started. And be sure to pray for these things in your prayer time. We also, for our prayer application this week, want to encourage you to pray for David Joannis and the Within Reach Global Missionary Team in Southeast Asia. Pray that the truth of God's word would be unhindered and received by these unreached people groups that they're working with in Southeast Asia. Thank you for lifting up David and his team in your prayer time. All right, our leadership notes for this week address leadership addressing sin issues. Sin issues are a reality as human beings that we all have to face one way or another and in one form or another. Some people struggle with life-consuming addictions while others may entertain a subtle or respectable, in quotes, transgressions. And at some point in our lives, most of us will experience the effects of someone else's sin, whether it's the effects of past generation sin or direct offenses against us. If we are the offender, we will need to get to a place in our mind and heart where we can ask for forgiveness and pursue repentance. If we are the offended, we will need to get to a place where we can offer forgiveness and receive healing. God is the one who can make all of humanity right with him and with each other. And oftentimes he uses the church in the process. Life group may be the place where some of your group members work through sin issues that they're dealing with. As they do, it may require you to do additional prayer or give additional attention for these individuals, both inside or outside the group. This is where our three R's training will come in handy. Um, Ultimately, please remember that this is not your responsibility to fix the sin issue in someone's life. It's theirs to repent or to ask for healing. Trust God for your people. Lead them to God's word. Pray over them and with them. Help them access the resources they need. Encourage your group to support one another and model the one another's of scripture together. 
and reach out for help when you seem to have reached the depths of your abilities. Life group coaches and church staff are here to link arms with you however possible. All right, for our leader and host announcements, we've got just a couple uh, thoughts to put out there for you. So the end of the quarter is drawing near. So I want to encourage you to think ahead to the final two weeks of your life group quarter. Are there any conversations you want to be sure to have with members or the group as a whole? Are there any activities you like to try to do together as we wind things down? Please be sure to connect with any co-leaders or hosts you serve with to prepare for the end of the quarter. And then secondly, we will be sending out some end of the quarter surveys and ask for your feedback. So just wanted to prime you to look out for those here in the coming weeks and to engage uh, as much as you can with these questions uh, because they really are important for us to consider the experiences we've had with each other and allow us to Um, Take advantage of these opportunities to reflect and see what the Lord has done and wants to continue to do in our lives. All right. Well, thank you so much for all you do each week. Life group leaders and hosts, we're so grateful for you and look forward to walking forward in this holiday season with you together. God bless.